Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Well, hello, Kat. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What you got going this fine Tuesday? Well, it is 40 degrees here, and we had frost for the first time this season. And I know you've already had snow, so you're not very impressed with me having a little bit of frost. (laughs) We are at 29 degrees, and I think we're looking at our first snow accumulation, but now I look at my weather and that looks like that's disappeared and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. So never mind. Yeah. (laughs) I guess not. What are we talking about today? We are going to talk about sleep and the qualities of sleep and ways that you can improve your sleep and maybe some signs that you need to improve your sleep. That sounds like a great idea because I think somebody who is looking Looking at me on Zoom told me they didn't sleep very well last night. I didn't sleep well at all. Had too many <laughs> things just rolling around in my head. You know, we know that I stress out every year when I it's time for my mammogram. And I had my mammogram today and it worked out. It turned out fine. But, you know, Edward asked me when we were driving back because he has now gone to taking me when I go because he knows I stress out. And he said, when do you think you're going to stop stressing out? And I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? I get worse every year. And it's, it's this mental thing because it was was bad one time. I keep waiting for that shoe to drop and I got to stop that crap. But my beautiful friend Tanya sent me some Reiki and so did Emily and Trisha. And so I was just coated in love and Reiki. So there you go. You were, you were well protected. Mm-hmm. So I will sleep great tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Recovery sleep. That's all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's such an awful feeling when you don't sleep well and you wake up and you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm more tired now than when I went to bed. And so a lot of times though, it's, you know, we may get enough hours, but our quality of sleep is what the problem is. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think I, you know, I have so many people who tell me you don't sleep enough hours, Tanya, you just don't sleep enough hours. And I think when you had brought up getting the aura ring was when Mm -hmm. I kind of first had clued into sleep health. And it's interesting because although I don't sleep very many hours, I am a very efficient sleeper. Mm -hmm. So there is also that. And I try and tell people I'm not tired. And so even though I only slept five, five and a half hours or four and a half hours or whatever it was, I am actually doing well when it comes to sleep efficiency. And that's the quality of sleep that we want to talk about. And so I actually went through and made a list off of sort of that aura app that shows Mm -hmm. you like all of the important pieces and it shows you the analytics of your sleep. So Mm -hmm. it's really cool. But I think you have some parts of sleep that maybe you want to share with us. In fact, you have to tell everyone what the aura ring is too when we get back to that. Okay. Um, But if here are some telltale signs, if you feel like that you are not getting good quality sleep, if it takes you more than 30 minutes to fall asleep after you get into bed, um, that may mean that your quality of sleep 
actually it's not that great. It almost always takes me more than 30 minutes because I read at night in bed, you know, but I do read on the Kindle. If you do read in bed at night, you do want to make sure you're not using your phone or an iPad. You want one of the paper white Kindles so it's not keeping your brain awake. Um, if you wake up more than one time a night, you know, that's another telltale sign. If you lie awake for more than 20 minutes when you do wake up in the middle of the night, if you spend less than 85% of your time in bed asleep. That's mm-hmm. interesting that you bring that up because that's one of the things that the aura ring had indicated was if you're spending time in your bed, not but not sleeping. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, obviously you have intimate times or whatever, but right. like even reading in bed is not helping your sleep quality mm-hmm. because you're in your bed doing non-sleeping mm-hmm. and in order to train your body to sleep, the activity should be when you get in bed, you close your eyes to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so it's it's interesting that you brought up reading in bed. It'd be mm-hmm. better if you had like a comfy, cozy chair next to the bed where you could do your reading and then crawl into bed to sleep mm-hmm. yep. just because it is, you know, that psychological hang up, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Well, it would probably be better for your spinal alignment too. If you're reading in bed, there's no way you're keeping good spinal alignment also. So if you wake up and you've got a real stiff neck, you know, or a tight back, it could be just some of that, the way you sleep, but it could also be some of the activities you do once you get in bed. Yeah, for sure. Um, another thing, if you are tired and you have difficulty concentrating there during the day, you may have to start drinking caffeine just to stay alert. That probably means you're not getting some good quality sleep. If your skin's breaking out, if your eyes are puffy, if you have dark circles or bags under your eyes, that's a big sign of not getting enough sleep. If you feel hungry more often, or especially if you are craving junk food, and if you're gaining weight, there you go. If you're more stressed out or emotionally exhausted and you get more angry than usual. And of course, if you've been diagnosed with insomnia, you know, you're not getting good quality of sleep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So one of the things that I think is important to qualify, and again, I'm going to reference the aura ring, which you were the one who introduced me to it because you're like, I want this for Christmas. <laughs> and I was like, what is it? And you're like, it's this cool thing. And um, it was one of those things where you and I were talking about it and then sure as crap the phone that listens to you the next time I was on you know whatever I was doing here up pops the aura ring and I was like oh my gosh this is what you <laughs> were talking about and I fall for that every time because then yeah. you and I were talking about the purse after that and then the purse was <laughs> popping up on my feet too so I'm like it's such crap but anyways yeah so you know I as I was reading it I noticed that it you can use your FSA money and so if you have an FSA credit card, you can use that to buy the aura ring. And John and I have some FSA money that wasn't going to be used this year. And I was like, well, damn, that's what I'm going to get it. So that's how I got the aura ring was with using FSA money. Now, is it FSA or HSA? Maybe HSA money. Okay. Health savings account. Yeah. yeah. And so that's, that's, yeah. Well, how did I get, get off on FSA? Oh, no. I was sitting there going, I want to know what that is. <laughs> I want an FSA. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was what bird it and so here I purchased it and I didn't go I mean you can go with some really expensive ones and I just stayed with the general black one and I you know didn't go with anything fancy but I had purchased it and that first night I went to sleep and I got up the next morning and it was like your sleep was excellent and I was like wait that's it (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and so here I was reading through it. Well, then the next night it wasn't excellent. And I was like, oh, interesting. Was I overthinking it? Then, of course, I think the third night we had baby Walker. And so John mm-hmm. and I had been up every few hours feeding him bottles and stuff. So I knew that night wasn't going <laughs> to be amazing, but it was still good. It said yeah. that every time I went back to sleep, I went back to sleep well, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it kind of made me crack up. So as I've been doing it now, I have a couple friends who I've learned that they have aura rings too. And so there's been this whole like, how was your sleep last night? You know, <laughs> this whole entourage of communication. And there's there's a lot that goes into it. And the more that you wear it, the more that you check in, the more tools it opens for you. So there's even more things that it teaches you the more that you do it. Mm -hmm. And as you open up the actual sleep part of the aura ring, the things that it talks about is like your total sleep and your total sleep in terms of efficiency is the amount of time you're in your bed versus the amount of time you're actually in healthy sleep. And so it like subtracts out the extra time that you're in bed. And then it's also that commentary about when you're sleeping, are you sleeping in light sleep? Are you in REM sleep? Are you in deep sleep? And you alluded to the 85% and that's definitely what they use as their number is that you should not be in bed more than 15% additional to your sleep, right? And I I thought that was interesting because I know there's a lot of people who read in bed. There's a lot of people Mm -hmm. who watch TV in bed before sleeping. There's a lot of people who stay in bed in the morning and read, or there's there's a lot of people who are doing things in their bed other than sleeping. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things that they brought up. Another one that they talk about is also your resting heart rate. So when you're sleeping, is your body slowing down? Is your homeostasis slowing down? Is your Mm -hmm. heart rate and your blood pressure decreasing so that you are actually in a state of restoration. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of cool too, to watch your resting heart rate. And you're like, whoa, what, what was that? <laughs> like, well, what do you think that was? Right. Mm-hmm. And if only you could have somebody also videotape you so you could yeah. watch those things, but, mm-hmm. and then it tracks your actual restfulness. And in that is it's tracking both your movements in bed, like rolling over in Mm -hmm. bed, but it's also actually waking up, not just because you can roll in your sleep and not really be fully aware you're in light sleep. But then you can also like roll and open your eyes and look at your clock and you Mm -hmm. you're awake and how the ring knows that I'm Uh (laughs) there's I'm sure there's very cool technology that goes into that. So it's always fascinating to me. But then there's also the getting up out of bed. And to your point, one time in a night versus more times in a night. And how do you get yourself to a space of only waking one time in the night or not at all in the night? Now, do you wear your ring all the time or just at night? So yes, most of the time. I do not have it on right now because my fingers are very puffy post Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. And
and a lot of sodium. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't fit comfortably right now. You yeah. notice I'm not wearing any rings and I usually yeah. am always wearing rings. Mm-hmm. So then another piece to that sleep health is the REM sleep. And you and I have talked about REM sleep and we've talked about deep sleep when we were talking about our dreams and you know the other episodes mm-hmm. we've done on sleep. But one of the things that I think it's really cool that it references about the importance of REM sleep is partly that dream state, but it's also what they call memory consolidation. And this <laughs> is that clear, clear cut visual that you need REM sleep if you are in school, if you are studying anything, if you are in learning mode for anything, because you need REM sleep to solidify memories in your brain, including yeah. knowledge. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whoa, click, click. So if you're, <laughs> if you're so overtired while you're studying A, B, or C that you're not sleeping well, you're probably also not retaining well. Yeah, It's crazy. And then the last piece of REM sleep is it is also your like kinetic energy or stored energy for your creativity. So a person mm-hmm. like you who wants to be creative, if you're not getting into REM sleep, you're also going to struggle with creativity. So I'm going to also venture to say that people who are struggling with writer's block are probably also not getting into good REM sleep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would agree. Yeah. So that part's cool. And then lastly, that component of deep sleep, right? So deep sleep is all about your body's restoration. It's all about is your body doing the mechanical things it needs to do while you're not doing anything so that your systems are all at function and at work and doing what they need to be doing. So restoration and rejuvenation is the requirement. And if you aren't getting to REM sleep, you're certainly not getting to deep sleep. Mm -hmm. So there's also those pieces of, you know, allowing yourself that quality time so that you can get there so that you can be healthy. Mm -hmm. But going back to the beginning, talking about you said not falling asleep for 30 minutes, according to the aura ring, they want you asleep within 15 to 20 minutes of laying in your bed. Wow. Or you're not setting your body up well for sleep. You're setting your body up for sedation, but not Mm -hmm. sleep. Wow. See, I don't even know when I have gone to sleep that fast. And your body Mm -hmm. creates that bad habit. So Mm -hmm. when you're not with a book, your body's laying there going, well, this is what we do every night. We lay here for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. So you're creating that habit in your body. All right. I've got a nice cozy chair in my bedroom. So I'm going to read in my chair tonight and then I'm going to get in bed. We'll see what happens. Well, it might take you a little bit to break the habit, so don't get mad about it. But it's interesting because they call that sleep latency, and it's the amount of time to fall asleep from the time you lay down in your bed. Mine, I think that this is funny because as a pitta, I always tell people I have zero trouble falling asleep. I maybe have trouble staying asleep after four or five hours, Mm -hmm. but my sleep latency is basically five to six minutes. Wow. That's awesome. But it actually flags that and says that that's a sign of maybe being overtired. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) And I'm like, no, it's a a sign that I'm going 110 miles an hour. And when I stop, I go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Well, and I would say every single man on the planet, because have you ever met a 
man that can't lay down and immediately go to sleep? Nope, nope, nope. There are um, some that struggle no. with Well, you know, some of the other things, I love that you mentioned doing, you know, just sleeping in your bed. But some of the other things that people think might help uh, or another thing that people think might help that possibly doesn't, well, it absolutely doesn't, is alcohol. It's considered a sedative, but if you sit and drink three or four glasses of wine and go to bed, that's actually going to disturb your sleep. If you struggle with stress or depression or anxiety, a lot of times those will contribute a lot to poor quality sleep and sleep deprivation. And so that will make any insomnia that you may have worse. And so that kind of creates this vicious cycle. There's a lot of chronic health conditions too that can cause bad sleep. You know, when when you're dealing with cancer, you don't generally sleep very well because the treatments for cancer are not conducive to that. People that have chronic pain or asthma or acid reflux, any kind of that GERD, any of that kind of stuff really bad. Any lung respiratory issues are very hard, make it hard to sleep. Sleep apnea, you know, that obviously because you can't breathe, you're not breathing. And there's a lot of undiagnosed sleep disorders that people might have, or even like the restless leg syndrome, things like that, that can disturb it. So buying the aura ring like Tanya did, and I still, I wish Edward was listening right now, uh, because I would sure love to have one of those for Christmas. But I do think that something like that can only help benefit you and help you get into better habits with your sleep. Yeah. And there's something to be said for that too, is napping. And I know there's a class of people who love their naps, but what people also don't realize with some napping, it can actually create this, your body's a little bit confused Mm -hmm. by whether or not you had gotten into REM sleep during that nap. And so when you try to lay down eight or nine hours later, your body doesn't know what to do with that. And so it doesn't know whether or not this is now the time to be in full sleep mode. So sometimes naps can actually worsen your sleeplessness at night. And then you're tired the next day, you want to nap again. And it becomes also this very tricky circle cycle bad habit. And if you can train yourself not to nap, specifically Ayurvedically speaking during certain seasons mm-hmm. and for certain doshas so that you can bring yourself to a place of, okay, I'm really tired now and it's nine o'clock and I'm not going to make it till my normal bedtime, 10, 10, 30, then go to bed earlier, mm-hmm. but try to avoid that nap. The, I can't nap. I always want to try, but I can't do it that's unless a pit, I'm sick. That's a pitch a trait. And yeah. my husband has always said, man, if time is sleeping during the day, she is sick. A hundred percent. And that's a pitch of trait. And it's typical of our sleep patterns too. So the the two that love their naps are the vatas and the kaphas. And the kaphas are the ones who definitely ought not to be napping because it's actually contributing to the increase of kapha in their body, which mm-hmm. is usually that spiral down circle. So yeah, it's tricky because yeah. 
it's sleep is attractive to people. And when people are tired, they're like, man, I could just use a little sleep right this moment. And if you could train yourself to literally wake yourself the moment you doze, that's all you need. Your body just needed to quiet down enough for you to doze and then wake up and you're fine. That's actually Mm. the kick you need. It's anything beyond that that's more than you need. So maybe someone that's feeling that should do a yoga nidra class. Exactly. You know, and because get that you, little rebound. Yeah, because you and I would say meditation can do the same thing for you. Nidra can do the same thing for you. Constructive rest in Shavasana can do the same thing for you. There's mm-hmm. multiple ways to get that bit of rejuvenation without actually hurting your sleep cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you have a book to share with us. I do. This is a book by Colleen uh, Carney. She's a PhD and Rachel Mamber. It's called Quiet Your Mind and Get to Sleep. Mm-hmm. And it is solutions uh, to insomnia for those with depression, anxiety, or chronic pain. And it talk, it teaches you about how to sleep and assessing your sleep and keeping a sleep log. And it goes into issues with different things you may be ingesting that could be that could be causing problems and some tools that can help and just some ways of quieting your mind. So it's a pretty good book. Cool. Get your rest, peeps. You need it. We all need it. Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.